The Florida Panthers start off their five-game road trip with two important road points, but a bigger story comes out of this one. And what is next for a former Panthers first-round pick? Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News, and you can follow me on X at Monoman12. Follow show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everyday who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. And today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. So the Florida Panthers had a matinee matchup against the Columbus Blue Jackets from Nationwide Arena yesterday afternoon and come out with a 5-2 road victory. Two road points for the Cats to start off this road trip so far to out of a possible two point but bigger story comes out of this one as everything that happened in the third period which we will talk about more in segment number two but we're going to talk about how how the florida panthers came out with this win on sunday afternoon and all happened with the columbus blue jackets not having their captain in boone jenner very important piece that is lost but for the columbus blue jackets on this one net front presence on the power play and the Panthers in this one had a good amount of zone time as they were getting their changes, as they were getting pucks in deep. And and the forecheck in the corner resulted in the first goal of the game. Carter Verhage gets it, pokes it out. And then the quick passing from the Florida Panthers getting it to Gus Forsling to make it one nothing. And and Gus Forsling, three points on the night, three three shots on goal. And and took a some for the Panthers. At times, the Pinches resulted in the odd man rushes, and it really took some time for them to really settle down. It really happened in the first and parts of the second period as well. Gus Forsling spoke about in the intermission that it that's really got to be something better as far as their games. But really, it came down to really the Columbus Blue Jackets losing the Panthers in, in the corners on this one. And it happened even on the second goal, uh, being faster to pucks uh, and and Carter Hagee getting it up to the, the slot and then quickly getting in front of the net in front of Jet Greaves, uh, who had a 40-save performance on Friday against the St. Louis Blues. And then when when you when you get when you're faster as the puck, get it get it up, get it up to the point. And and then Sam Reinhardt dr- drives a little bit to the high slot and everyone's eyes are on Sam Reinhardt. Everyone takes their eyes off of Carter Hagee and then he redirects it in uh, a few inches away from it being a high stick, but close enough that uh, Pascal Vincent uh, w- did not challenge that play as the as the Florida Panthers made it two to one at, at the time as, as well. But the the Panthers really it wasn't really about uh, it it wasn't really about the Panthers really stopping the Columbus Blue Jackets' odd man rushes because like I said it continued into the into the second period. What the Panthers did do well was when it got to the neutral zone. The Panthers uh, 
clogging up the passing lanes, closing in their gaps. That's really what happened. And it really the happened when Panthers lost the puck in, in their offensive zone. And and it, and they went they went the the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, went went the other way and and all so that that is that is really how the Columbus Blue Jackets got their got their opportunities but you got to give credit to the Panthers really in that second period because outside of those chances for Columbus the the Panthers only surrendered five shots on goal on on the in, in the twenty minutes in the second second period as, as well and even the Panthers were trying to cash in later on in the second period as they really got a lot of the offensive zone time oel got gets a shot through a screen off the post nico mikola goes through the through goes through the zone and then has a backhand opportunity and just crazy to think that we weren't expecting this nico mikola to to have the this as far as his offensive game after what what he's done in the last few seasons with the new york rangers and the st louis blues and quietly quietly this is i know the top line for the panthers was the was the biggest story for the team but but um nico Mikola gets another point on on the afternoon on on sunday so just uh when it comes down to what the different players who are contributing for the florida panthers in different areas of the ice you, you really you really see how one one part of it makes up for different parts and thinking about when and not even mentioning yet that Paul Maurice stuck with the lines going into this one that he had at the end of their, their most recent game. So that's also a a big uh, carryover for, for the Panthers and, and that you can, you could break glass in case of emergency in case things go right go wrong excuse me as far as as far as what happened and we saw what happened the the jump that the panthers had on friday night against the pittsburgh penguins once that happened and and really for for this one the columbus blue jackets didn't really get their first push push until four minutes in and all the momentum was taken away from the columbus blue jackets after everything that happened in the in the third period with nick cousins get gets uh gets a two minute minor for boarding Air, um erica branson and then, and then after after that, about 13 minutes left, where Erica Branson goes after Nick Cousins uh, uh, for instigating and and fighting, and the Panthers cash in on a seven minute penalty, get 12 shots on goal. Uh, even though a lot of their shots were from the outside, uh, the Panthers were still able to get one through. Multiple units were on, and 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 finally, the pa- the Panthers with about 30 seconds left, they they crashed the net. And what great play for Sam Bennett to dive to the puck, to to poke it out to Barkov, to knock it into the open net. Something that Jeff Chikrin spoke about in the intermission with Craig Minervini, which I also want to c- congratulate C- Craig Minervini for going all the way up to Tallahassee, calling a whole bunch of high school football games, uh, doing play-by-play, and then coming back to cover the Panthers uh, just a few days later. So big congratulations on Craig, to Craig Minervini on on this whole weekend of getting such a big gig as, as well when it when it comes to that and also Bally Sports as as well. So big insurance goal that the Panthers had, and this is all with the the, the Panthers ha- surrendering only 19 shots on goal. And you know the first one, go, like we said, odd man rush. You the there were the 
Blue Jackets were waiting for uh, a, a shot opportunity for when it was a one on four, a screen through through four uh, pa- Panthers uh, defenders, and then Anthony Stolarz reacts a little late on on, on that one as, as well. But still, he Stolarz is at a nine twelve save percentage on the season, so uh, not much to complain about that you don't expect that uh in in a full workload but the little bit that you're getting from Anthony Stolarz got got to be quite pleased as far as that and then the second one to cut it to 3-2 crashing in front of the net cutting it cutting it close but the Panthers got that insurance goal on the 7 minute power play that that the Panthers never looked back on it so uh Barkov gets a a, a three point game Sam Reinhart gets a four point game and, and all so it's just great great for the Panthers to to lock it down when, when, when necessary. And then resulting in the two empty net goals towards the end, which even though it's an empty net goal, Kachuk is on the board once again uh, on, 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 on getting his fifth goal of the season and Barkov. Can you believe it? It's his first power play goal of the season. Uh, Hard to believe, which Evan Rodriguez, we spoke about how he has a power play goal, but Matthew Kachuk and Sasha Barkov don't. And Barkov, uh, man, so many great things to say about him of this season about we spoke about the him in the selkie conversation but now he's getting it done on the offensive side of, of the ice and and the panthers it's it, it's a good tone setter for for them as they start this road trip not only with two points but doing it in regulation as well so a lot of tiebreakers as of right now for the panthers are gonna it's gonna go their way if if it comes down to that still a lot of work to do before they catch up to the boston bruins but take take care of your business through uh through uh 28 games and 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 that and the Panthers they're 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 doing every excuse me 27 games and the Panthers they're uh they're going to be just fine if if they continue doing what they're doing as, as well as that but we are going to address the elephant in the room which was the every all the extracurriculars that happen post whistle in this matchup between the Florida Panthers and the Columbus Blue Jackets. So we're going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style ebay motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride or die or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Locked On has officially launched the first ever 24-7 streaming channel for Locked On Sports Today. So make sure to subscribe to Locked On Sports Today for your 24-7 streaming channel and brings you also a multitude of shows there from the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day day so the 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 big elephant in the room the big talking point as far as the biggest headline excuse me as far as everything that happened between nick cousins and former panthers 
first round pick from the 2010 NHL entry draft, Eric Gabranson. And the it's it's crazy because thankfully with Bally Sports, uh the app, you can you can watch games later and no commercials and knew everything that happened going into this one, but I wanted to watch it myself. And 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 thankfully, uh I did see one hit that happened with a minute left in the first period after knowing everything that happened before hit pressing play. And there was a big hit that Eric Branson got Nick Cousins up high at the far end wall at the far, excuse me, half wall and thinking, okay, maybe that was the more of things to come for the Panthers as far as that. And it's been a crazy weekend with, uh, Larkin getting sandwiched by Matthew Joseph and Parker Kelly, and then David Perron going after the wrong guy, Artem Zub to be exact, and getting a five-minute major, which Kelly and Joseph were assessed two-minute minors. Dylan Larkin uh, hits in the neck, goes down on the ice, and Dylan Larkin has been through a lot lately with everything that happened off the ice with losing a child and also what happened a few years ago in the shortened season with Jamie Benn cross-checking him in the neck as well. Uh, and also this weekend where Kyle Pozo, captain of the Buffalo Sabres is confused on a major that Eric Robinson had on Justin Barron. And then Evander Kane boards uh, Jonas Brodine and, and Brodine leaves the game. No penalty called on Evander Kane. And then the, and then Nick cousins with 30 ish seconds into the third period, which funny enough, Steve Goldstein, mentioned that the Panthers were penalty free through 40 minutes meant even mentioned their last game where they didn't have a single penalty, which was back in 2017. And looking at natural stat trick, you see 20 minutes of five on five for first 20 minutes of five on five for the second. And then the third period, the hockey gods say LMAO, uh, not going to happen today. And then, and then just goes to zero from zero to hundred real quick even though we saw that hit very early, very early on 19 minutes into the game uh, in the first period. But Nick Cousins and Erica Branson going after a puck at the end boards. You see Erica Branson looking back a little bit. He's not wearing goalie mask, so he, he can use his peripherals to see Nick Cousins, which looks from that freeze frame that I posted on X, if you guys want to check it out. You, it looks, looks. Can't confirm, but it looks like Erica Branson sees Nick Cousins and could have slowed down to body him up and box him out for that that puck in the, at, at the end boards. And where, where Nick Cousins, as far as his closing speed, gets on the right side of the shoulder as far as the check, doesn't get completely to the side. And this is where gray area comes into play about what's a boarding and what's not. And regardless of whether you agree or not, whether it's a five-minute major or not, two things can be true. Number one, there needs to be transparency on this because thankfully Kirby Lupal reminded me of what happened with Aaron Ekblad back in 2016 uh, when the Panthers visited the Edmonton Oilers uh, back in 2016 and and Hendricks had a hit on Eric, Aaron Ekblad and then Logan Shaw goes after Hendricks uh, there and and all. There needs to be transparency on this, regardless of whether you agree or not. But second, it was reviewed. 
It was reviewed. You were, it wasn't assessed a five-minute major at first, but now looking at everything and then with Eric Branson not liking the hit after going after Nick Cousins, yeah, people can talk about the turtle position, whatever. Uh, but have to. The only reason why it's a penalty at all is because they first assessed that five-minute major and then went to review it, and took a lot of time too. Let's not forget that. If you watch this game, if you happen to watch this game, it took a while for them to get the the verdict. And I I, I don't I don't know what you I don't know what you're looking for if the referees did in fact look at the play, took time and then and then said, Nope, he he's it's not directly in the middle of the numbers. And that goes back to Nick Cousins' closing speed and the angle at which Gabranson's shoulders were because he did lean into the board. If you're looking at this on YouTube, I'm leaning my shoulder a little bit to my left, which you're seeing on your screen to your right, which Nick Cousins was able to get a little bit, not directly to the side, but a little bit back. So that that is where we argue what is boarding and what is not. It's like in football, what's a catch and what's not a catch as well, right? So a little bit of re- relation as far, as far as that. and But what happened after? And Steve Goldston even said it, that once the uh, gloves were dropped by Gabranson on Nick Cousins, Nick um, Steve Goldstein said, wait until the next shift. And boy, was he right. Where Nick Cousins was going up the near side wall, Eric Gabranson grabs Nick Cousins, throws him down, and then starts punching him. Uh, and I don't know what you're—I don't know what you're expecting if you're going to take someone down uh, in that moment where you're the one throwing them, throwing the punches as well. I'm—I'm not, I'm not sure what the conversation was. If Nick Cousins denied or didn't want to fight, don't know. But honestly, what you can't—you can't be surprised when you're when you're, the opposition. Is getting is getting a seven minute power play out of that when you instigated everything from it after the fact. Yes, there's that whole things get out of control if a referee referees allow them to. However, it was a two one game. You had a chance to win. Yeah, there was a lot of shot suppression from the Panthers towards the Jackets, and 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 the Blue Jackets could have won this game too if Carter were where Carter Verhage had a chance to end the game on an empty net and he missed the net. And you're thinking once the blue Jackets score, you're thinking, Oh no, the, the, this, the Panthers could be in trouble here, but it was a close game, a two, one game. And Erica Branson made a selfish play. There, there's no way around it. It's selfish. It's Bush league. And it has no place in this. As far as that, you want to argue the Nick cousins play? There, there's there's going to be a lot of division as far as that, but you can't, but you can't argue what Eric Branson did. And as of right now, gonna look this up as I speak. I do not like checking. Uh, I do not like checking Twitter in the middle of doing a solo show because talking and uh, talking and looking at my phone at the same time is not is not not the easiest thing to do as far as that. And I want to look at the screen, but nothing. There's nothing updated as far as Eric Branson's. Uh, as far as a suspension that's coming. 
as far as that. But he is having a hearing today under Rule 46.2 of aggressor for the altercation that happened. And this is this. And Eric Branson would be a repeat offender. Back in 2017, when he was with the Vancouver Canucks, he had a boarding call against Frank Vetrano. This was before Frank Vetrano was even a Florida Panther. So cat on cat crime, question mark, even though we couldn't for um, we couldn't foresee that Frank Vetrano was going to be on the Panthers. But now looking back at it, so and it's just uh, it, it's been a frustrating for career for Gabranson. You're thinking seven teams in the last 11 years. And what's, what's gone on as far as trying to live up to the stock of his being a third overall pick in uh, 2010. So it, it's, it's been a very frustrating career uh, for him as, as well. So just the, you, you hope that those are those selfish plays like that are taken away, but also we, we can wish and we can hope that there is more transparency of what is and what isn't boarding as far as that. And it was reviewed. And after taking a lot of time for, for, for that and rever- um, reversing it to a minor, that that's where, that's where, that's where we have to give it to the, 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 the referees and the, and the replay booth out in uh, Toronto for making that decision. Don't be don't be mad at Nick Cousins. Be be if you want to be mad, be mad at the at the people who make the rules. But th- it doesn't it it we we still need to have that transparency. Next matchup for the Florida Panthers and the Columbus Blue Jackets. It's going to be a while before these guys see each other again. April eleventh at home, uh, third third to last game of the season for the Panthers. But with where Erica Branson's career trajectory has been will he even be with the columbus blue jackets when the panthers uh and the blue jackets face off against each other again in april because it's not going well for the for the blue jackets as as far as that and is gabranson possibly a trade piece to go elsewhere or if the panthers do meet eric gabranson he's in another team's uniform will he make another play again and go after Nick Cousins uh, uh, again after after that. But the Panthers, though they won't forget this when they when they see Gabranson again, it's gonna it it could get ugly as as far as that. But thankfully, if Eric Gabranson does stay with the Blue Jackets, it, it'll be a while. So cooler heads have an opportunity to prevail here, but don't want to make any promises as as well as far as that. But in segment number three, we are going to discuss more about how the Panthers have set themselves up so so well through through this uh, so far through this five game road trip. The players who are currently on streaks and what the Panthers will still need as we are still a few months away from the trade deadline and the Panthers are still have trying to figure themselves out. We are going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida. Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. With the new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Sam Reinhart could score 50 goals. 
and the Panthers could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports, especially Daily Fantasy Hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in hockey contests. All you have to do is pick studs like Sam Reinhart, Connor McDavid, Alexander Ovechkin, or Sidney Crosby, if they will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win a 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Cats fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKDOWNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Use code LOCKDOWNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Third and final segment here on this Monday, December 11th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Monday edition of the show. So, some Panthers are getting it going uh, So lately. Uh, Ed Toulouse-Duranen is on a two-game goal streak. Matthew Kachuk, and once again, spoke about earlier in the week how Matthew Kachuk, when it comes to scoring, only cares about one thing and one thing only, if the team wins, if he happens to get on the score sheet. If he doesn't score but the team wins, he's more than happy to take that dub. But empty net goal from... And it didn't look like that Matthew Kachuk was trying to hit the net. It looked like maybe like 180, 100, uh, 190 uh, feet acro- across the ice. And that's two goals in the last five games uh, as well. And and all. So, and, and Barkov, something that we have. So there's so many great things to say about this guy. Six, six goals against at even strength this season. And this is a guy who's missed four games this year. Uh, Three-game point streak right now. And six goal, six points in the last three, three, three goals, three assists, eight points in the last five, four and four there. And like we mentioned earlier, first power play goal of the season, Sam Reinhardt, third best plus minus, just two behind Barkov. Uh, the only person in between them is Quinn Hughes, who the Panthers are going to see in this upcoming road trip. And where, where you think about where Sam Reinhardt stands as far as tie for third, as, as far as the Rocket Richard race. And one of the pl- players who are in contention for the Rocket Richard might miss a little bit of time because Kyle Connor did uh, get injured last night against the Anaheim Ducks uh, against Ryan Stroma on a knee-on-knee collision. That was called a five-minute major by uh, by the referees there. Um, and you think about the guys who are ahead of him in the goals and points race as far as goals. Nikita Kucherov, Austin Matthews, Brock Besser, who's Again, we're getting, we're going to see Brock Besser on Thursday. Uh, Kucherov has had a, a very quiet. It, it, he's quietly had the most points in the NHL, and nobody's talking about it. Maybe because the mo- most of the conversation has been the amount of high danger chances that the Tampa Bay Lightning are giving up, even with Vasilevsky in net. And tie four fifth in points. Elias Pettersson's up there. <laughs> we we're mentioning a lot of Canucks here, as far as that. Um, and Rhino with a five-game point streak with ten points in that to over over two points a game in in that and Berhage he's hot. We spoke about the line change line changes as far as that as far as break class in case of emergency you have Carter Hagee to play on that top line which he's so used to bark off over over these last three years. 
but you also have an opportunity as far as putting Verhage down on on the on the second line where him Bennett and Kachuk have meshed so well. And here's the thing: going back to Nick Cousins and his ability to go up and down, I think long term he is better suited for the bottom six as far as that as far as that, especially if you get him on the on the fourth line, which will bring a lot more depth. And it goes back to what the Panthers could trade for as far as the as far as the upcoming trade deadline on March 8th. And I and I don't think thankfully they're the defensive side of the puck of the ice is the biggest strength of this team once again. And the luxury that they've had of having defensemen all Reckman Larson and the guys like Nico Mikola, you could plug and play um Yves Belinskis and Dmitry Kulikov and Josh Mahara hasn't hasn't even been back yet and and all and you have that depth so I don't think that the Panthers will be trading for a blue liner they're not trading for a goalie neither so it makes it fairly obvious what the Panthers could be trading for in this upcoming trade deadline and it could be wing help as well and the Panthers on Sunday we mentioned about how with the Blue Jackets missing Boone Jenner about just about how 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 stacked they were down the middle against uh Columbus. Uh just gonna look up their uh faceoff percentage real quick as far as what happened on uh Sunday. 51 to 49 in favor of Columbus, but still um what the Panthers were ha- have as far as the up up and down through lines one to three, they have a lot of advantages over other teams. Where you want the Panthers to maybe bring some improvements in is is the uh, is the bottom six wing positions as far as that, and and that's what that's what the Panthers will, I believe, will be looking for. And yeah, they don't have a first or second in the upcoming draft, so we could see something maybe around like maybe a third or a fifth trade traded, or even a future two maybe that we could see as far as that. So got to get creative if you are Bill Zito as far as that, but. Could they also decide to bring Mackie Semiskevich back into the mix? Could they? He got a two-goal game yesterday, and two of his five goals came yesterday, and the only goal that the Checkers gave up was on an odd man rush shorthanded. That was Spencer Knight's only goal that he gave up on, on the afternoon. Excuse me, uh, Knight uh, against the Hershey Bears, the Calder Cup champions. So that is that is something to consider if you decide not to trade for a middle a bottom six winger as far as that but the panthers are really truly set up so well on this upcoming road trip you're you're going into seattle uh, a team that's lost eight straight they brought chris Drieger back into the mix from coachella valley uh due to philip grubauer going on injured reserve so could they see chris Drieger on tuesday maybe uh and it's it's going to be up and up and down as far as huge tests for the Panthers, you have a you have a matchup advantage against Seattle. Not going to be an easy game because they're desperate for wins. Vancouver, who the the thing is, Vancouver, there's not there wasn't a huge the the stars are showing up and not a lot of turnover from this team. You put in a different coach, you put different debt pieces, but the stars are still performing as far as that. And yeah. Uh, there's a lot of tough love from Rick Tockett this season, 
as far as as far as what he's doing as far as benching players even when they're winning uh jt miller earlier this season and then recently andres kuzmenko as far as that and think about how the vancouver canucks traded their captain bo horvat last season you think they're going in a downward trajectory but no it's it, it's uh it's been the opposite of that and they can score on the power play quinn hughes is likely to win the norris and they're they they they're getting the goaltending more importantly from American uh, Thatcher Demko as well. So uh, lot that won't be an easy one on Thursday. And then and then the Edmonton Oilers, who the sleeping giant is awake. Uh, we spoke. I know it was really fresh into the Chris Knobloch era for the Oilers, but the Panthers were still able to get a dub against Edmonton when. Uh, when things were still in a little bit of turmoil for the Oilers. And now Edmonton has won seven straight, seven, three and O in their last 10. And now they're at exactly at 25 points in, in on, on the season and only three points behind in the wild card in the West. So yeah, it's uh it's not going to be an easy one. And Calgary still figuring things out as far as what to do, as far as goaltending with, Dustin Wolf in the in in the mix, Jacob Markstrom, Jonathan Huberdo trying to fit with the team after a coaching change, Nazem Kadri with the with what's going on with a new GM in Craig Conroy, new coach in Ryan Hutzka. A lot of things are up and down for the Calgary Flames. So the opportunity is there. Even if in if you get even a point in Vancouver or Edmonton and you get two out of the four in the middle part of the road trip, you're, you're still setting up yourself pretty damn well as far as the rest of, of, of the road trip to possibly get over over 500. And, and that's the goal for the Panthers uh, as far as trying to come back home right before uh, they welcome in the St. Louis Blues from Amherst Bank Arena next Thursday. So longest road trip of the season, but the Panthers got uh, set got off to a great start and set the tone with the two points in Columbus. But on tomorrow's edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, we are going to preview tomorrow's game between the Florida Panthers and the Seattle Kraken as the Panthers will make their first visit to Seattle since last year, December 3rd. And we are going to discuss that more on tomorrow's edition of the show. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On HL network, including Locked On HL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steel Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.